Because of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help folks build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. As we answer your questions at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. John is in Atlanta starting off this hour. Hey, John, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Christina, Dave, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Hey, uh, I got a question. I'm uh, 48 years old. <clears throat> Me and my wife have saved enough for our retirement. At least I think it's enough. We have no debt. Uh, all, I, all we've got is a house payment. I got two kids in college, uh, two boys that I'm, we are paying for the education, paying cash. Um, here's what my dilemma is. I'm hoping to retire by 55. That's about seven years. And I think I have reached a point when, I've done, when I do my calculations with my retirement savings so far that I have. My contributions now don't make a whole lot of difference just the way the compound interest works uh, 10 years now from now or six years, seven years from now. I was wondering if I can just stop contributing, just do minimum 4% so that I can get an employer's match and then start saving after tax, uh, pay my house off, pay for my two kids' college, my younger son who's be starting medical school in about a year and a half, pay for his medical school, cash, that way he doesn't have to take any loans, and then me and my wife can retire at 55. Uh, and then everything, you know, just leave the way my investments are, and I, if you know, 10% or 8% a year at a compound interest in seven years, I should have a decent amount to retire. Is How much is in there now? At the beginning of this year, it was $2.6 million in there. Okay. Well, if you don't touch it and it's invested at uh, 10, it'll double in seven years. Right, that's what I'm. So I'm hoping that even if it doesn't double, it's four million at least, four to four and a half. Million. Yeah, I think it'll double. I mean, if you got it in good mutual funds, you're going to make that on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're, got, not, you're going to have five got, million dollars two. at fifty-five years old, and you're saying you want to, uh, you want to. And I've got two investment properties that are completely paid for. What's your? What do you own your house? Uh, I owe one hundred thirty k on a house. Its value is nine hundred thousand. Yeah. What do you make? We make close to about 200000 a year. Yeah. You've just been very wise over a long period of time then. Well done. Good job. No, I appreciate it. Good job. It yeah, I, think, I like, like, yeah, it, I like your plan. <laughs> yeah, cash flow the kids' college, pay off the house as soon as possible. Um, and, I, I, you know, here's the thing. I want you to run the numbers out two ways. Because the amount you're putting in, your 401k, is only, what, nineteen grand. Okay, that's right. But I'm also doing for um, Roth, and you know, yeah. I okay, am. so right. thirty grand out of two hundred. Let's yeah. call it that. All right, whoopee. And so that doesn't really, you know, if you ran it out saying I'm going to keep fully funding everything, how long does it take me to pay off the house and cash flow the kids' college? You can do that, yeah. by the way, uh, or I do the plan, or or run the numbers out with your plan at four percent. How long does it take you to pay off the house and cash flow the kids' college? Because after both of those things are done, you need to crank this back up anyway just to keep the stinking government's hands off the money. Right. right. And I, 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 don't, I don't think you're – if you run the numbers out, the ca- it's just a straight cash flow analysis. It's really – I mean, it's just it's, – it's sixth-grade math. You can do it. 
Everybody can do it, and and you're certainly smart enough to do it. Um, but I think you're going to find that twenty. You know, don't do the Roths. At least do the four hundred one k. That twenty thousand dollars a year is not going to delay this whole program over this seven year period of time. But about a year. Yeah, I, actually, if you think about it, Dave, it's about fifty grand because my wife does the same thing, right? So okay. both of us. Okay. Well. Yeah, I wouldn't have you both. Uh, no, I wouldn't have you doing that anyway. I would only have you doing 15% of your income going into retirement. That's baby step four, and that would be 30 grand on 200. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 That's our baby yeah. step four. And if you do 30 grand versus only doing uh, seven grand, you know, we got a $23,000 swing and, per year. And how much does that delay you paying off a hundred thirty thousand dollar house? Not much. It's not even a year difference. You're giving yeah, this. Uh, I, you're giving the stopping of this uh, retirement or virtual stopping of this retirement way too much weight in your head. It's not as heavy as you think it is. Yeah, I think what's what's bothering me. I'm not bothering me. What, what I do want to make sure that my kids are are debt free when they graduate. From oh, college. I completely agree with that. Run that out. And if you got to borrow money, you got to borrow money. It's all bets are off. Stop. You do do what you're playing. Okay, but I don't think you got to borrow money. You make two hundred grand. So yeah. I think you you know I think you're putting too much into retirement. You need to get down to fifteen percent, and then you need to start throwing money at kids' college and at your house. Work the baby steps straight up, and I think you're going to get there. I don't think you're going to see much difference in that or stopping the 15% and making it only 4%. Yeah. But, John, you're very impressive. You're killing it. To have $2.6 million in retirement at 48, you're, you're doing amazing. And I love that you're calculating things so well. That's like, how he got there. Right. He paid attention. It's very obvious that, yeah, you, you do the math, you work the plan, and you're very diligent. Yeah. It, that, it just, I think that hey, guys that are listening, you're going, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, you, know, what, you know what he did? He just did it on purpose. Winning is not an accidental event. No one accidentally has an awesome marriage. No one accidentally has great kids. I don't know how they turned out. They just let them run loose and they worked out. That doesn't work that way. You know, no one accidentally has a career that is amazing and fulfilling. It's it's a matter. You have, it's intentionality. No one accidentally becomes wealthy. They don't. And if they do, they don't stay wealthy often. They usually lose it. And so, you know, this random accident, winning is a a series of intentional acts. And John is a walking poster child for that. He's an inspiring dude. Yeah. And the cool thing is it's intentional acts that may feel annoying to do right now. It may feel like it takes effort. No, it is annoying. It is annoying. It is. But the long-term reward is amazing. And the pain of not doing it long-term, of not having enough in your account for retirement, for having to take out money for student loans, all this other stuff is way more painful than being intentional on the front end and, you know, dealing with doing a budget, running the numbers, and being really, really intentional with your money up front. Yeah. There are some people whose mom and dad are both skinny, so they're skinny. But most of the rest of us, it's not a natural act. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the rest of us are donut eaters, you know? I mean, oh, my God. You know, I had a friend whose dad was a beanpole, and so he was a beanpole, and he could eat anything. It just made me mad at him all the time. But, But most of the time... You know, even you can even screw up good DNA sometimes, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's an intentional act. 
And that guy right there, you know, he, he wasn't freaking out. He wasn't wringing his hands. He wasn't money-obsessed. He wasn't greedy. He wasn't a horrible capitalist that had taken advantage of children in the salt mines. He was just an intentional guy. And he's got $2.6 million. Baby Steps Millionaires. This is how it happens, boys and girls. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is The Ramsey Show. In an uncertain world, being a good steward of your money is more important than ever. While some circumstances can't be controlled, there are items within your budget you can take charge of, such as your health care costs. For nearly 40 years, Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, has provided a budget-friendly means of sharing for medical bills when our members need it. Learn more by visiting chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Christian Healthcare Ministries is a Ramsey trusted provider. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best selling author, is my co host today. The phone number is 888 825 5225. Moms and dads, if you've got school-age kids, the last thing you want is for them to be normal. I mean, normal doesn't work out well. You want them to be weird, like you, and uh, in a good way weird. I'm not trying to make your children strange. I'm just saying normal out there isn't working. You don't want to be average. You don't want to be mediocre. Uh, that's why you've already got them listening to the Ramsey Show in the backseat of the car. You're raising the next generation of smart kids. We're on board with that, and we got tons of stuff to help you and even your kids' teachers packed into our back-to-school sale. One of the biggest challenges teachers face is getting students to engage in healthy classroom conversations. That's why mental health expert Dr. John Deloney created classroom editions of his Questions for Humans conversation starters. They're made for elementary, middle, and high school students to help them build lifelong friendships through real, in-person, not texting conversations. That's like in person, like human beings have done for centuries, long before Apple invented a magic wand. And at home, keep the fun and learning going with our popular kids' books, The Adventure Pack, a family favorite that includes the Storytime Collection, Financial Peace Junior, the Smart Saver Bank, all kinds of things. And if there's a teacher in your life or in your kid's life, pick up for them one of the Questions for Humans classroom editions as a gift. Grab one of our family favorite children's products, help keep teaching your kids the right way about money, and shop the back-to-school sale at RamseySolutions.com. Matt is with us in Rochester, New York. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Christine. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So my wife and I, we are, I'm 31, she's 30, we're in Baby Step 3B, thanks to your guys' teachings that we have been following for almost three years now. So, Good job. Um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're getting to that point where we're looking to become homeowners, but it's a little bit more complicated now that home prices are quite a bit higher than they were, you know, year over year and interest rates are going up too. So, one of the things that I wanted to confirm is 
when you guys say to budget 25% of take-home pay for a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage, that does not include retirement and college funding, right? But it does include property taxes, insurance, HOA fees, et cetera? Yeah, it would just be your house payment. So the the point is this. You can qualify for almost double that payment. And when people do that, you know what happens? They got no money. They become house poor. That's why they call them mortgage brokers. Exactly. You got the plan. And they they become house (laughs) poor because you're broker and broker. And so... But you, then, then the next time a car comes up, it becomes a car payment because you've got no margin to save up for the next car. Next time the heat and air goes out, you've got no margin. If it's over the emergency fund, you're screwed because you, you can't cover it. And so because it's all going to a stinking house payment because you saddled yourself with that. So you're obviously not going to go that far over into the land of stupidity. Our guideline, <laughs> at 20, our guideline of 25% of your take-home pay meaning uh, whatever you're coming home with, not counting uh, just taxes. Taxes out of your check is all. What would you get home after tax? Now, if you got uh, okay. if you got health care coming out, even health insurance, I don't. You can take that out of the equation if you want. I don't care. The point of the whole formula is not the nuanced exact percentage. The point of the formula is keep a small enough house payment that there's margin in your life and do it on a 15 year so you can get the house paid off because that's what millionaires do. Absolutely. So this past weekend, we actually got pre-approved for a mortgage payment that was 29% of our take-home pay. Now, this was 5% 30-year conventional fixed rate. And the problem was, as well as with the closing costs and the down payment, that was going to have to dig into our Baby Step 3 fund. So I know, obviously, that is not something you guys would recommend. Basically, what I was working on was, so I built my own mortgage calculator where the property taxes, so we live in New York, so we have pretty high property taxes. So on a 200K property, you're looking at about 6,300 a month, or sorry, 6,300 a year in property taxes. Yeah. Um, so $550 a month, hazard insurance of about $75, mm-hmm. uh, prepaid. So, and then for the closing costs, well, we prepaids got are not, prepaids are not monthly. They apply. That sets up your escrow right. account to pay your taxes and insurance. Right, right. So for our closing costs, yeah. So for, for our prepaids, we were quoted 8105 yeah. and our closing costs of 6273 So just out of curiosity, I created a calculator where if, say we were going to go look at a $175,000 house, it would calculate those down to three quarters of that $200,000 quote, just for rough math. So I looked into, okay, like if we took out a 15 year fixed rate at 4.92%, which is what the average 15 year fixed rate is running at. So with our take home pay, we could afford just for the mortgage, not counting the property taxes and insurance, about $957 a month. But even on a $175,000 property, that calculates out to about $53,000 down plus the prepaid and I'm, closing okay, costs. Stop, stop, so, stop. I'm, I'm, what's okay. your question? Well, 
so I guess the question is, is if we're going to be renting for a while longer, would it make sense to potentially start doing baby step four? So I have a Roth 401k. You can do whatever you want. Baby step three B is zero going into retirement up to 15% going into retirement in in baby step four. And obviously the more you put into retirement, the less you're going to put into your down payment fund. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the more, you know, and what you're trying to do is get into a house at this stage of the game. And so here, here, what do you guys do for a living? So I'm a business analyst and my wife is a teacher aide. So what did you make two years ago? Three years ago, what were you making before COVID? Uh, before, well, actually, I've had pretty good pay raises. That's so what I'm asking. Two, yeah. So two years ago, I was at sixty thousand, and my wife. What do you make now? She's seventy-five. I do. Okay, and so if you take out a twenty-nine percent today, in two years, it's going to be twenty-five percent. Right. Okay, and if that's principal interest, taxes, and insurance on a fifteen-year, you know that's not the end of the world. My point is yep. not to take out, you know, thirty-eight percent, which you can qualify for. Right, right. And you don't want to do that. And, and but don't over nerd this. Okay, it, it's a concept. Right. The concept is big stinking house payment means no money. So the yeah. concept is get reasonable house payments so there's margin and I can get through getting this thing paid off. But if you've got an income that's on an upward trajectory like yours is, you're going to be at the 25% within 18 to 24 months, and you're not going to have wholesale violated this concept and made yourself house poor. That's what we're trying to avoid, not trying to figure out some hard and fast pharisaical rule. The the, I, the reason we teach you this is to limit your keep you from going out test driving Bentleys and then having to buy a Chevrolet. It's just hard to do that. Yeah, that was my thought. Is it's not to be legalistic. It's not to try to follow technicalities. It's to give you freedom in the long run and to build wealth. We don't want you tied into something that's going to really stress you out long term and prevent you from really building wealth. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Dave, I couldn't do it. It was a twenty five point five percent of my take-home pay. Oh, shut up. That's not what we're talking about, okay? And that's not this guy. But, I mean, if you get to the point, understand the reason for these things, and then, like, make grown-up decisions based on that, guys, that's what we want you to do. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us here on The Ramsey Show. Jared and Kristen are with us in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing, Doing well. well. Welcome, welcome. Where do you guys live? 
We live here in Nashville. Ah, cool. Good. Well, congratulations on being debt-free. How much did you pay off? We paid off $227,000 in exactly six years, with the last 189000 paid off in 22 months while cash-flowing a master's degree. Whoa! Wow. Jamming. What was your range of income during that six years? We started at 60000 and ended up at two hundred. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? Uh, we own a hardwood flooring company. Mm-hmm. And I also teach history at high school. Ah, very good. Very good. So what kind of debt was this 227000 It was our house. Ah, <laughs> look at it, weird people! Way <laughs> yes. to go, weirdos. Very weird. Paid off house. How old are you, weirdos? I am 37. And I'm 40. All right. Paid off house by the time you're 40. And so what's this house worth? When we bought it... Like no. I said, it was two twenty seven. Now yeah. it is over five hundred. Yeah, oh, very yeah. good, very good, and you own it. Yes, it's all yours. Feels different, doesn't it? It does. It's a weird sensation. Yes, no payments anywhere in the world. None. No. Wow, wow. How much in retirement do you have saved? Right now, we're trying to play catch up. We only have one fifty. Okay. Um, all right. So by the time you're forty three or forty four, you're going to be millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. That's well done, key. y'all. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Baby steps millionaires looking at them in the future here. Well done, y'all. Cool, cool, cool. So what in the world inspired this journey? Y'all went crazy here. I mean, you did all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Uh, well, actually, it started a long time ago uh, when my oldest was two years old. Um, we were really struggling financially. At that point, we were making $28,000. Mm-hmm. We were in a place of desperation, and I was at a friend's house. She gave me your book. I read it in one day. I'm the type A personality, and I said, hey, we're doing this. I hope you're coming along. And he he is very easygoing, balances me out, and he said, yeah, this makes sense. So we Ah. paid off consumer debt a little less than $20,000 back in 2012. Uh Uh-huh. And when we bought our house, I had the vision of paying it off. My goal was to pay it off by my 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. And then um, with our business, it just felt disorganized as far as the finances. So I sent him a link to an Entree Leadership podcast episode. And I said, hey, you're going to listen to this today, please. And he came back on board yeah i actually read the book and uh the biggest thing that stood out for me in the book was when you said whatever's wrong with your business it's your fault Mm -hmm. um so that got me to look at my business look at where we were going what we were doing and surely it was my fault so we started to change things started investing in our business more invest in our employees and ever since then it started to grow very cool good for you well done that's a big deal i mean and when you start a business it's you know you're just all you can you know, especially in the early days, it's you're the CEO, the chief everything officer. You got to do everything, yeah. so you haven't even got time to stop and think. You just got to work, and yeah. uh, it, it's a very difficult stage. And you really rose above that. Well done. Yeah, and once he saw that vision of me saying, "Hey, if we get organized, this is what we can do," and then when he got on board, it was game on from there. That's awesome. You guys had that huge income jump, sixty thousand to two hundred. Was that the business getting organized and? majority of that was the business getting organized and growing, yes. That's awesome. Then what else did you all do to get out of debt? Honestly, it was just persistence, being intentional every single day. Um, we still went on vacations because we were in baby steps four, five, and six. You should. Um, yeah. But we just put thought into everything we do. Do we really want this or do we want this more? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we did to stay motivated was 
really encourage each other. We would send each other screenshots of our mortgage account every time we made a payment on it. Yeah. Uh, so we would surprise each other, like, ooh, I put you know, this amount on there. And so we were each other's cheerleaders to keep us going. And we got our kids involved. I had a little thing on the, on the refrigerator that they could color in um, the houses as we paid off, you know, so much they got to color it in. So yeah, I think we balanced it out too. We had fun, but we always looked at well, how much money we put toward the principal and the mortgage this month before we decided to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was at our average where we expected to be, where our goal was at like six thousand dollars extra to the principal, then okay, then we can go do something fun. But if it was below that, we held off and made sure we put at least six thousand dollars toward the principal that month. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Wow. So. If, Someone who feels like y'all back in 2012, they're making $28,000. They're, they're feeling overwhelmed with their finances. They're listening right now thinking, wow, I can't even imagine paying off a house. What would you tell them? I would say the plan works whether you are making 28000 or 208000 We have done it at both ends of the spectrum. Um, it takes a lot of grit mm. to... Uh, just keep moving through those obstacles. Um, my, I lost both of my parents within eight months of each other. He got into a car wreck. Um, you know, all of these things kept happening, and it kept feeling like, you know, what else is going to come at us? Um, and it was working together. And, you know, either way, we can either get out of debt, and all of these horrible things are still going to happen, or we can be more financially secure, and when they come at us, you know, I can have that hope of seeing a brighter day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's powerful. That's, fi- that's well done. Because, you know, the truth is what you've done for the last six years while doing all the other things you did during those six years is a complete pain in the butt. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. You know, we're here to celebrate today, but grit is is an understatement. I mean, you got to have grit and you got to have you got to be a little mad, and you got to be pushy, and you know, and, and then you look up, and you're 37 and 40 years old with a paid for house, woohoo! Yeah. yeah, but but you know, it, it you know we all, we do these debt free screams every hour, just about on the show here, one an hour, and, and I always want to, I don't often enough talk about how hard it is. It is hard. It's an adventure to go through what you've been through, and anytime you go on an adventure and you do it together, you come out more unified. Because uh, you fought a battle together, and uh, and now you're now you're uh, you know you're you're two members of the same army at this point, uh, the same platoon at this point, and it changes everything because it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Uh, the only problem is it's worth it. Yes, a hundred percent. Good for you guys. I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you. You're an amazing, young couple. Beautifully yeah. done, and, um, and you know, revolutionized your business, your life. Uh, got a master's. What's your master's in? My master's is in uh, education from Lipscomb. Yeah, good for you. Well Y'all done. are such shining examples. I love that Like, it wasn't just a straight line. You guys can stand there and say there were ups, there were major downs, but you did it. And now you're standing here getting ready to do your debt-free scream. How does it feel? Not a payment in the world. <laughs> uh, it's great. It was weird the first month not to have a mortgage payment to actually pay ourselves instead of paying the bank. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was just kind of... Like I yeah. just set down a three hundred pound weight, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and just and, and mentally, it's a it's a it's a, such a relief because you know right now business is booming, construction is booming in Nashville, yeah, yeah. but knowing that the house is paid off, knowing that things slow down, that it doesn't take as much to live off of. So even things do slow down, we're still okay. 
And you don't have to take bad customers just to have a customer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which the weird thing is you'll end up making more money. Yeah. That's the weird thing. And that's happened. Because there's a relaxation in the process now. Well done, guys. Well done. All right. Bring the kiddos up. What are their names and ages? We have Jackson, who's 12. Mm-hmm. Sam is 9. And Christopher is 6. All right. Ready to go. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. As we predicted, you'll be there in just a few years. That's the direction you're going. How ordinary people built extraordinary wealth. How you can, too. We got a copy of Total Money Makeover and a one-year subscription to Financial Peace University. All right. 227000 paid off in six years. House and everything. They're weird. Jared and Kristen, count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. All right. One, two, three. We're, We're debt-free. debt-free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go, you guys. Man, that is awesome. This is The Ramsey Show. Christina Harris, Ramsey, personality number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Dana is with us in New York City. Hi, Dana. How are you? Hi, Dave and Christina. Thank you for taking my phone call, and thank you for changing my family tree. Sure. What's up? I have two questions for you today, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Um, My husband and I are receiving an inheritance check in the amount of $300,000, and we disagree on how to best spend it for our future. Um, A little bit about us. We're 32. We're on baby step six with no children yet. We have um, $286,000 left to pay on our home, and our home is valued at $459,000. My husband would like to invest the money in the market in a large cap fund, but I would like to pay off the mortgage with that money what would be your recommendation well apparently you're on baby step six but he's not <laughs> right yes yeah so um because i mean you, it's a trick question you already knew the answer he insisted i call so i am calling okay. to confirm yeah so the concern is not that the money came from an inheritance the concern is, is that you guys are not in agreement on what to do with money which means you're not aligned mm-hmm. on whether you're working our system or anybody's system okay because if you're working our system the answer is already a, it's a foregone conclusion you're going to pay the house off yeah, it is, there's never been a time in the baby step history of doing this for 30 years that I told somebody to, oh, no, let's put money in mutual funds instead of paying off the house. Never one time have I, I ever said that anywhere, anytime in the history of my life. Correct. Yes. And so and I, you knew what I was going to say. You would say that. Yeah. Yes. So, you, I mean, you tricked your husband. If you if If I became the if I became the arbitrator of this, then you tricked your husband because you knew what the answer was. Well, he wanted to put it into the market because he was running a 30-year uh, projection on it, and he thought that it might be a better long-term investment than paying off the mortgage, but we're following the baby steps, so. Okay. 
Well, then do, do we need to discuss for a minute why the baby steps work better than his plan? I think it would be great for him to hear. Okay. All right. Because I'm a nerd like him. So it took me a while to get there. Number one, I started with the idea that I don't borrow money because the Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. I started from a faith perspective. Later on, I'm a math nerd, and I, I, I had to dig into the math. I had to figure it out, not because I wanted to play God, but because I really knew that God was smarter than me, and I was just trying to figure out what he was saying. So here's the thing. When your husband says, I'm going to put money in a large cap fund, he's looking at a 10 to 12% rate of return on a good large cap, okay? And he's thinking, okay, instead of paying off my 3 or 4% mortgage, I can make 10 12%, so I'm making a spread here on that money. And and he and then he ran a spreadsheet out based on that, which is what I would have done because I'm a classic nerd like he is. You know, if that worked, then why would we ever pay off the house? Well, what you left out of that formula and what I left out of that formula in my early days, what he's leaving out of the formula now, too, is risk. And 100% of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage. When you're walking around without a mortgage... Your risk has gone down, and to mathematically not include risk in your math formula means your math formula is incomplete. And no one does that in this discussion until I kind of came up with it. So, uh, you know, if, if you're doing a sophisticated analysis on a company and you're buying stock in that company, one of the things you would do is, is you would become concerned if the company had too much debt. Because that stock then is riskier. Debt equals risk. And you would discount the price of the stock if you're doing a sophisticated analysis based on the, the, the level of bonds they're carrying and other debt instruments that they're carrying. So the more in debt the company is, the more likely it is to fail. Everyone would say yes. We all agree to that. And so debt equals risk. And debt equals risk here. Now, is it manageable risk? Yeah. But so is a, so is a small backache. It's manageable, but your back still hurts. And so, you know, that, that, that's what we're dealing with here. So the end of the story is that when you don't have any debt, you end up making better decisions relationally, medically, your physical health is better, you're more likely to have a higher quality and lasting marriage, your children are more functional because there's not any weight on your shoulders, tense between your shoulder blades when you get home at night everything changes and when you quantify all that math up it'll kick that little mutual funds butt because you lowered the risk and you set down the 300 pound weight that you got used to carrying and all of society carries it and so they think you're strange for even having this discussion yeah it's quote-unquote normal but dana we're really sorry for your loss too it's not a fun way to get your house paid off through an inheritance because obviously that means you must have lost someone, but I do hope that in paying off a house, it'll be a good way to honor them, being able to be debt-free and free of any payments. That'll be a really wonderful way to bring honor to that money. Yeah. And, and I, I I do want you guys to go back and address the idea that somehow, Dana, you got on the baby steps and he didn't, mm. because that's going to be important going forward that you are aligned on money and what we're going to do with it. So I'll give you an example, Dana. Now that we got our house paid off many, 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 many years ago, Sharon and I did, and so, you know, how, how do we have to become aligned about money? Well, one of the things we did was um, we laid out a, uh, a percentage calculation to every dollar of money that we now get. Because I'll get a big check from a publisher 
or a big check from this or a big check from that. And if I don't already have that aligned with my wife where that's going, then I have to redo that every time. And that burns a lot of calories in the relationship. Yeah. And so we have a simple system. A certain percentage of every check we get now goes, we, we're Christians, uh, evangelical Christians, so we tithe 10%. I'll go ahead and tell you what part of it is. We set aside 40% because the government takes that because we make a lot of money, we're evil, we're rich, we must be punished. And so 40% goes to them, 10% to the church. So now I got 50% left over. That 50%, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's broken between three categories. Increased lifestyle, which is a very small percentage of that. Increased investing and increased generosity beyond the tithe. And so every time I get a check-in, I can apply that formula to it because Sharon and I are aligned on our system. And I don't even have to think about it. She didn't have to think about it. And so we got some money in the fun account over here. And I say, hey, let's get you a different car. That'll be fun. And she goes, she doesn't have to go, oh, where'd that come from? Are we investing enough? Are we generous enough? It's all set. It's all done. We don't have to have the discussion again because we are in alignment. And Dana, that's what I want for you more than I want your house paid off even. Because that going forward, you guys being in agreement on principle of what you're going to do, how you're going to do things is that. And so, you know, other principles we use. We do not give to or invest in anything unless we're both in agreement and have peace about it. That's good. When in doubt, don't. I've got a funny feeling about him. Then don't donate to his ministry or don't invest in his thing or her thing, you know, because every time she has a feeling, costs me a lot of money if I go against it because her feelings are always right. Drive me nuts. But... um. <laughs> You know, that's the thing. So that, that's what I want for you, Dana. I want that kind of alignment to where we don't have to. And, and you know, you, you know, if we get money in from wherever it comes, inheritance, bonus check, sale of something, what are we going to do with it? This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I love that you all have a system, too. That makes it so simple. It takes a lot of the stress off of everyday decisions. You don't have to revisit it every time. Right. It's right. It's automatic. And so, and then it gives, it releases you because Sharon's a freaking tightwad. I mean, she it's hard for her to enjoy money. Not hard for me. I'm a spender like Rachel. But, um, but the but but you know, if it once she knows it went in that lifestyle bucket, then she'll go buy you know another stupid thing for the house or something that she wants and not feel guilty about it. Right? That's great. Yeah, because it comes out of the stupid house bucket. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and you, but you gotta have buckets for this stuff that you're in alignment. And then I'm not mad that she went and bought something for stupid house because we're in alignment on it. On the same it's just page. like it's like being in alignment on the budget. It's the same thing. So Dana, that's what you guys got to do. You need to get your philosophies a little bit more lined up. And um, we don't borrow money and we don't invest money while we got debt on the house. This is the Ramsey Show. you've been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money.